Hey, John. Hey, man. Uh, so it's time to go rescue those missing episodes, right? Yep. Just warming up the TARDIS, changed the fluid links yesterday, swapped the rotor, uh, rotated the um, uh, rotatable things. Cool, cool. Uh, so uh, I just ran into uh, the guy from Jurassic Park outside. Jeff Goldblum? No, no, no. The, the old one. The, the one that had the cane and the white suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he he says finding these five episodes is critical to the future of Podcastica. Ooh, okay. But we can only go get four of them. The fifth one is a fixed point in time that we really can't get back to. Eh, we'll, we'll 3D print the fifth piece and we'll make it work somehow. Ah, sure. Why not? Anyway, he said it was dangerous to go at it alone, so he uh, sent along help. Hello, boys. Lauren! The white John Hammond out there said that the future of space and time was in trouble and sent me along to make sure everything goes smoothly. Well, I'm down. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course. The more the merrier. That, uh, yeah, something feels odd about this, but uh, whatever. Let's get the old girl out and stretch her legs. Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a somewhat brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 15, The Last Christmas. My name is John, and joining me as he does every time we try to uh, recapture that old magic we had back almost over a hundred episodes ago is my good friend Taylor. Taylor, hello. Hey there. What's happening? Uh, you know, nothing much. And uh, also joining us is um, my fiance Lauren. Lauren, hello. Lauren Bancroft. Hello, everybody. I'll work on that intro, babe. That's I'm fine. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Taylor, hello. Hi there. Hey. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Always a pleasure. Uh, Taylor, how you doing, man? It's been a little while. Uh, yeah, has been. Uh, things are good. We are uh, in the midst of a heat wave here, uh, so we are powering through that and kind of going through that off week where uh, my wife has started teaching the new school year, and yet my kids have not started their school year yet. So, Oh. Fun for you. <laughs> yes, it's uh, been... Th- it's going to be three days of working from home so yeah today and then uh thursday and friday nice nice what have we been up to what have you guys been up to what have we been up so to? so much stuff so much things a lot of comedy and a lot of wrestling that's basically did we, it have we traveled since the last time we recorded or was that did i had i had already done that or have we had already do, done that the last time you and i have well recorded? you traveled yeah the last time taylor had i come back from san jose i can never remember you had oh boy nice the weeks are just blending together you just uh, wait until life just 
Wait until you get older. Oh, don't. It, it just no. gets even more blended. Don't say that, Oh, please. wow. That sounds It's already so scary. It goes by so yep. quick. <laughs> yep. I am here to tell you to fear the future. Oh, oh my great. goodness. Wow. What a what a start to the episode. <laughs> it's taking a turn already. <laughs> now, um, we've got some Who news. Let's, uh, let's go through that, shall we? We do indeed. Yeah. Here, let's talk about this first one, because this is something that a lot of people have feelings about, including myself. Oh, yes. Because much to my personal dismay, HBO Max will now be the exclusive streaming home for modern Who going forward. Now, I think we have we might have diff- different thoughts on this. Um, okay. Let, let's go with yours because I, I feel like you had explained to me why you did not think this was uh, such a, a fun idea. Um, personally, I, I think the whole idea behind this is, um, a complete cash grab. I think it's, it's, it's garbage. It's terrible because, um, you will now have to get a subscription to HBO's, um, basically their streaming service, uh, in order to watch Doctor Who modern who at least um if you don't own the physical media right right um and that was it was bad enough when hbo gobbled up sesame street of all things oh right this is doctor who's got its home in america on pbs for much of its life um and Sesame Street did as well. It is available to a greater population that way. Sticking it on something like HBO, or rather, rather, I should say, HBO grabbing it and saying, "Okay, you want to watch it? You got to come through our service." Yeah. Um, rather than BritBox or Amazon or Netflix or whatever, um, it is. I don't want to say gatekeeping, but it, it's it's putting it into a. Um, a smaller box, a less viewed box. How many people have Amazon prime? It's millions. It's easy for people to watch it that way now. Well, you're not going to get rid of Amazon prime. There's lots of great stuff on there. I mean, season four, the expanse is coming, but (laughs) now you've got to pay more to have this other service. Me personally, I don't watch anything else on HBO. Same, same. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I actually watch, the only other thing I would I would end up watching in the future is uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, whatever that next season comes out. But or any fair. Game of Thrones prequels. Or, I mean Game of Thrones, but that's that's done with. So well, prequels though. They're oh, doing the prequels, the spinoffs. Well, I mean, no. I don't want you to watch Game of Thrones to begin with. <laughs> right, so I'm right. not I'm not enhancing or or uh, sorry endorsing uh, HBO Max. Right. So um, it would it would be the the pregame show. Or the pre-show game of Thrones, the pre-game show of Thrones. Of Thrones. Yeah, there we I, go. I tried. I'm not yeah, a sports head. Oh over boy, here. goodness. Um, so I, I really, I think this is a terrible idea. And if anything, it is going to encourage me to literally just go buy the Modern Who seasons on DVD to make sure that when we want to go back and review something, or if I just want to go back and enjoy something, right, or show the kids something. 
it's right there and I can just chuck it in the DVD player and we're good to go. And it's not, Oh, well we've got to sign up for this and we've got to sign up for that. And it's costing this and it's costing that on top of services we already have. Yeah. I mean, I'm so confused because this is like, this is the third uh, home for streaming Dr. Who in four years. I yeah. believe because it was Netflix, then it was Amazon Prime, and now it's moving to HBO Max. And it's like, why keep moving it? And then the uh, classic who was on Hulu. Oh, right. And yeah. then that was gone, and now it's on uh, BritBox. Yeah. That's right. And at BritBox, you can at least get through Amazon Prime. Yes, very true. Yeah, I think it would make more sense if they you know, initially pulled, Net- pulled Doctor Who off of Netflix to do their own streaming service. But mm-hmm. now it's like, well, it's just been bopping around other services. So what and, is happening? Why? Yeah, and we thought Brit, that would be what BritBox was, right. we thought. But, I mean, it's, exactly. it's not. So, But BritBox, still great for all the classic Doctor Who. Oh, definitely. It helps us out a whole lot. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, moving on from that... Um, unpleasant thing. Here's some cool stuff. Uh, Character Options has revealed their exclusive uh, line of figures that you can get through B&M stores in the UK. And quite honestly, there's a couple of them. I need to make some friends in the UK because I want some of these. These look great. The ones that I have clicked on so far and that have decided to... Oh, there we go. Oh, the old uh, Suntaran. Mm -hmm. I will say Perry's arms look extremely long yes you are not the first person (laughs) to have mentioned that i've seen that mentioned somewhere else before i mean we got seven and we've got some uh classic 80s cybermen we have a two doctors collector figure set uh we've got harry sullivan as an action figure oh that's cool look at that you know um, we've got, um, oddly enough, from the Caves of Androzani, the fifth Doctor and the TARDIS. Uh-huh. We've got the fourth Doctor and the TARDIS from Shada. Um, we've got an eighth Doctor. Yeah. We've got a War Doctor. These uh, are very cool. Yes. And these are they UK exclusives, are. you said? These are UK exclusives? They are UK exclusive, available in what are called B&M stores. Now, honestly, I don't know what a B&M store is. Is it like a, a Tesco's or a Sainsbury's where it's kind of a grocery store? Is it a, like, I don't know, uh, American Outfitters, but British Outfitters? Uh, I maybe. don't know. It could be. <clears throat> wow, this uh, War Doctor with the Dalek Scientist, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool looking. I mean, who, um, who knows, Taylor? Maybe uh, Gallifrey One. Somebody will have these. That would be really cool. And and I'll be honest, I just clicked on the uh, link to the B and M stores, and it's I don't know. It's kind of reminds me of Big Lots. Oh, all right. For nice. lack of a better thing. All right, a so. discount store. Yep. Um. Now, have you guys been listening to any Big Finish of late? I think Lauren list started listening to or finished the the Missy ones a little while ago, right? Have not finished. Did purchase at Gallifrey cool. One. But you, didn't you listen to one? I've listened to one. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. I don't know yeah, why then, I haven't I haven't continued, but I'm excited to. I mean, the Missy I, the Missy ones are good. Yeah, I think they did, they did a really good job of like placing where in her timeline it is. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's pretty good. I've listened to nothing, as you know, Taylor. But you also, I believe, purchased something off of our... Was it our last episode or the episode before? 
I did, and I haven't listened to it just yet. I actually just uh, uh, like a week ago finished the the Sixth Doctor's Final Adventures. Oh, uh, set which is really really good. Um, but yes, we do. I do have purchased and waiting to be listened to next is um, what is it? The Trouble with Drax. Yes. <laughs> Which I'm very much looking forward to. Horribly, I think Lauren saw a little bit of Drax. He was the Time Lord who talks like this, and he, he was trying to help the Doctor. Is he and... the one you said the that Patrick Mitty's Lantern should play? Yes. Yes. All right. Note to self: I will reach out to Patrick w- Mitty's Lantern wonderful. and let him know a joke. For th- a joke for three. Actually, no, uh, it wouldn't be a joke for three because we'd be at Gallifrey, and everyone would probably get it anyway. I would hope so. I yeah, would hope too. so. Well, the ninth Doctor is kind of, sort of, coming to big finish. Kind of, sort of, because it's not Eccleston, you mean? Um, kind of, sort of, because it's the Short Trips series, um, which are stories that are written with that character, but rather than have it acted out in terms of an audio play, it's more of an audio book. It's oh, it's okay. it's a person reading the story. So we don't have Christopher Eccleston behind the mic. Um, but we do have um, a story that references back to the very beginning of the Ninth Doctor era with him on the Titanic. Oh, okay. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so it's neat to kind of see that. And and obviously we're seeing Christopher Eccleston kind of come out to more cons. I think he and Matt Smith are doing the Rose City Comic Con up in Portland uh, soon, if I'm not mistaken. Love it. He's um, getting so, back in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it warms my heart to see that. Yeah. Fingers crossed that we will we will eventually get him behind the mic at Big Finish. That would be awesome. That would be so great. Well, the BBC, or rather BBC Books, um, is actually publishing a um, a new collection of stories called the Target Storybook. And, and I love the art for it because it really does look like a, an old-fashioned uh, Target novelization. Um, but it is a collection of stories that are basically little, little spin-offs from famous episodes throughout the history of Doctor Who and they are written by people from the show people who have either written for the show acted on the show um heck done special effects for the show oh, that's cool. um along with people who've worked maybe either in other stories or comics or something um like Colin Baker has written a story oh Matthew Waterhouse oh. Has I, written a story. It's funny because I blew by Colin Baker's name. I was like, "Oh, they're do." It's a yeah, I know who Colin Baker is. I didn't read the mm-hmm. about the authors thing at the beginning. That's cool. Yeah, yeah it's it, we've got um, we've even got uh, I know Vinay Patel uh, yeah. who did um, Demons of the Punjab mm-hmm. is writing a Demons of the Punjab, basically little prequel story, I believe. Oh, uh, for this book, this book really. I'm I'm excited. I want I want to check this out. This looks pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it comes out I think the 24th of October, so a little ways out, but it's still something you can stick on your calendar and be ready for when it lands. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and lastly, this is not necessarily 
directly Doctor Who related, but a, a gentleman in the UK named Paul Dykes um, has created a photo project. He's basically gotten um, old London and and uh, England city maps, and they used to mark where uh, police boxes were in the city. <laughs> That's fun. And so he's taken photographs of these places, and he is photoshopped in the police box um so he's calling it the ghost monument project which i think is a great name perfect name and if nothing else here are these just fantastic photos where you can go oh look the doctor's here on an adventure oh this is great (laughs) yeah we're scrolling and we will have links to all of this stuff in the show notes so you can go check out that photography which is a delight do you did they ever were any of these ever standing uh, when they filmed Classic Who still or no? They just brought their own, right? Uh, not that I know of. Um, that's not to say that that they didn't come across one uh, somewhere because I know that there were there are even still like just a couple. Mm-hmm that are out there somewhere. Um, but no, I don't know of any stories necessarily where they're like, all right, we're in this town. We're going to film. Let's get the TARDIS set. Hey, who said the TARDIS already? Wait, we haven't set up the TARDIS yet, (laughs) but that'd be pretty funny. It would, it would be pretty funny. (laughs) All right, let's get to while we're here. Shall we? Yes. Uh, this week's episode, uh, we watched the last Christmas starring Peter Capaldi as the doctor Jenna Coleman as Clara Oswald, Nick Frost as Santa Claus, and is it Faye uh, Marseille? Yes. As Shona, and Michael Troughton as Professor Albert. Uh, it was written by The Moffat and directed by the William, or I'm sorry, the Paul <laughs> William Hurst. Ah! It first aired December 25th, 2014, and it was the Christmas special of season eight, and we've got a whole bunch of story notes. Indeed we do. Well, this episode saw a one-off modification to the title sequence. The clock faces, the TARDIS flies through are all blue and icy. The TARDIS is covered in snow, which both kind of dissipate. Uh, and the names of the lead actors dissolve into snowy particles. Aww. And the subsequent time vortex has flying snowflakes, because apparently it gets chilly in the vastness of space and time. It must. Yeah. It has to. Uh <laughs> This is also the third consecutive Christmas special to feature Dan Starkey. He previously appeared in his recurring Santaran role of Strax uh, in The Snowmen, and then both as Commander Scar and his unnamed subordinate in The Time of the Doctor, and now he plays an elf named Ian. Yes. Aside another familiar elf for some other, uh, some fans of the show Misfits out there. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so Stephen Moffat, Jenna Coleman, Peter Capaldi all later confirmed that, uh, Jenna Coleman was initially going to leave the series with this episode, but last minute lobbying by Capaldi and Moffat convinced her to stick around for one more season. Um, now according to Moffat, the decision was made rather late in the process, perhaps as late as the read through resulting in a (laughs) 11th hour revision to the ending. Mm -hmm. Um, and Shona, was actually supposed to be the next companion. So this, I, I 100% would have been okay with that. I would have too. Not with, no? Uh, Why not? I mean, I pegged another one of the, of the crew to someone, to be somebody who I would have liked 
Well, and I, I also believe, I mean, we can, we can get into that a little later, but I also believe they, when, um, when Jenna eventually left, they were saying that Faye was like, or was she in the run to play the doctor? Or was it be a companion? I can't remember. Uh, I think I think, I think it was a companion. Um, my goodness. Uh, so wait, do you, I mean, do you think she was like the, the actress who plays Shona was like told that she was going to be the next companion? Well, um, and until Jenna was like, nah, I'm not quite done. I don't know. That, did I don't think we we've, we've ever uncovered that. Oh. No, I don't did think I so. And, it's probably and she's probably still sore about it. Maybe. Um, Perhaps, anyway. but. I don't know. I don't know how much time there usually is between, you know, the end of, of making the Christmas special and kind of starting up the next season. So maybe if there's a gap, they would have been like, well, let's see how she does. And then we'll we'll extend an offer after, you know, six weeks or whatever. I mean, maybe. But if it was if it was so, that last minute, I guess, you know, maybe. Uh, huh. Maybe that's why she she was when they said we need a new companion. She's like, you already told me that. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> well, believe it or not, Stephen Moffat almost put K nine Mark four in this episode, but decided oh against goodness. it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, I I could maybe no. I don't even know how that would work. Yeah, I don't either. Me either. Can't see it. No. No. <laughs> um. So we'll talk about it later, but the doctor has Clara concentrate on doing some math to distract her from the crab, something she later does again when trying to avoid the escaped crab in the lab. Um, Oddly enough, the third doctor used the same technique to force Joe Grant to ignore Axos in the claws of Axos. Oh, interesting. I love the little throwbacks that Moffat does, I gotta admit. Yes, ditto. Now, during the final dream state, because this story really gets kind of inception-y at times. The elderly Clara tells the doctor that she learned to fly a plane in the years since her last meeting with him. Now, during their first meeting, the 11th doctor asked her if she could fly a plane and Clara told him that she couldn't. Huh. Hmm. So, oh, another Moffitt. nice little callback. Nice. Yeah. Well, before we uh, get fully into it, Taylor, you have a world-famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Indeed I do. So the doctor and Clara find themselves in a dream which is a dream inside a dream world of dreams, (laughs) which is not so much adjacent to, but rather inside a dream. And this dream is run by face hugging dream crabs that themselves have rather gingerly skirted copyright infringement from the alien franchise and are busy treating their subjects as tasty cherry brain slurpees. Mm. Mm. So it's up to them to find a way, not them, the brain slurping aliens, but it's up to the doctor and Clara to find a way to escape from this dreamception, figure out if the tangerine is still spinning or has fallen over. Ah, nice. <laughs> Great reference nice. there. Had to go there. You had to, and Strong. you did. Someday I'll see that movie. Wait, what? what? <laughs> wow. You know the ending to the movie? Yes. <laughs> it was but... a meme. I oh, mean, it, it was. Meme? I get it. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know it was a meme. Mm-hmm. It was. I was unaware. I was blissfully I, I, will, I will tell you this. Being a dad makes it tough to see movies sometimes. I mean, just, yeah. I hear you. I bet, yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, we're... We will take your word for it. Yeah, we're really on yeah. the other side of that, but... <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. on the other side of the world on that. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway. All right. So, um, this this could have been the last time we saw Jenna Coleman. Oh, my goodness. Um, Yep. So, we had all heard the rumors about her potentially leaving the show. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was kept very much a mystery. Um, And, I mean, when this, you know, it's called The Last Christmas, you're like, well, she's going to explode for sure. (laughs) That's literally just going to be the end of of Clara. But uh, surprisingly, um, not the end. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bit of a a reboot, if if yeah. you will, going forward. Um, how do you? I guess my my first question is: Do you remember watching this live? And I I, I will throw it to uh, to Lauren first. Do you remember watching this live and what your reaction was to when? He's like, the TARDIS is outside. Let's just go. Uh, I openly wept. <laughs> I, uh, well, the whole episode, I was just like, please don't leave. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. And it's no secret that I didn't love Clara in season seven. Mm-hmm. But I had really started to like her with 12. Um, so I was watching this episode and the whole time I'm like, okay, is she going to leave? Is she going to leave? And then at the very, very end of the episode... You know, when we saw her old, I was like, oh, no, she is leaving. This is she's going to age out. This is how this companion leaves the TARDIS. Um, But but then, you know, Santa walks in for another time and I start laughing and crying with tears of joy. (laughs) Um, But then when he said the TARDIS is outside, please don't even argue. I just I and she smiled. I just I was just crying. And then it, when it ended, it started again, and I just watched it immediately <laughs> after. <laughs> Thanks, PBS. Uh, Taylor, I know we reviewed this. Um, yes. And it is, you know, it's lost forever. Uh, so I I honestly don't don't remember. And I, honestly, I think if I went far back enough in these podcastica notes, uh, in the changes, I could see what I thought the first time. So, um do you have any recollections of how you felt when we I, first reviewed this? Remind me, I didn't the season finale end with like Santa showing up or am I misremembering? Oh that? no, you're right. Okay. They parted ways. That's right. Uh, thank you for making me feel special. Thanks for the same. They've parted ways. 12 is in the, is in the TARDIS by the console. He's sitting there uh, being sad, and then the door opens, and it's Nick Frost, Santa. That's and it that's says, right. Nick coming soon, or for the whatever, the, you know, coming soon to the Christmas is Nick, Nick Frost, Frost is Santa. Santa. Right? Okay. No, I, okay. I, yeah, I do not. Re- yeah, I do not remember that. Okay, that's. I just I wanted to be sure because I seem to remember my reaction being like, oh. Okay, we've come to this resolution, and here's Moffat basically just, you know, throwing the eight ball across the pool table at us, being like, no, wait, I'm going to, like, retcon what I've just written. <laughs> and and I was feeling kind of like, dude, just, just pick a through line and, and go with it. Don't be like, oh, here's this one thing. Oh, now I'm pulling it back. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know that. That's what a four year old does when you're, you're <laughs> like, oh, here you can play with this toy. No, 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 no. I 
you can play it this way. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, so I remember having this kind of like, oh, God, where are we going with this now? Um, not necessarily in an I hate it kind of way. It's Doctor Who. I love it. I was love Capaldi. Um, and, and I think it's kind of mostly universal knowledge that, okay, yes, Clara didn't have the greatest start. It's like they did, didn't know what to do with her for the longest time and and they did rectify that in many ways i remember watching last christmas and being tricked <laughs> many because times. well yes and being tricked many times but enough so that i wasn't exactly sure which level of dreamception we were on yeah mm-hmm um, and then kind of feeling that way again, rewatching, I, I managed to watch it twice, uh, for this recording. And so that, that m- last most time I watched it while I'm taking notes, I'm like, Oh, okay. So long as I remember that when the episode starts, we are already under the influence of these crabs. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, and I think that, I like, also sets the alignment. Yeah, I think I also still never realize that every like the the multiple times I've watched it, I always mm-hmm. forget that we start out in the dream in the dream world. Um and yeah. So dream Well, that also that also means that also means that the season technically ends in the dream world. Because Santa's part of the dream. That's true. Yep. So, I mean, but where does the doctor wake up where he is fully woken up? Is that uh, he's he's in the uh, he's like on the is edge it, of a volcano? Or yeah. Is it, is. It, is it is it? Um, oh, boy. The sister. Is it the sisterhood? Is that where he is? Oh, is he on Karn? I maybe. Where does I mean he also could have just been where Clara took him to dump the TARDIS keys and Oh yes, end that's of true. Season eight. Oh, uh, right. Oh, I don't boy. think there's any way for us to know. Yeah. You know, when she's destroying true. the keys so that he saves Danny Pink. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, let you know what? Let's just get let's let's talk about that right now. because I have a note that just says, Oh right, the lies. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the because when um sh- when the doctor says think of Danny Pink and why and when he's probably flirting with someone and she uh, slaps him mm-hmm. and I was very confused because I'm like what and then I remembered oh yeah it's because they they are lying liars and they lied to each other they lied because they love each other though. Yeah, they wanted both of them to be happy and to go off and live their life how they thought would be best for them. Yeah, for the other person. Yeah, still not the healthiest way to do it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, ill advised. But but you could see the love there. I thought I was the only one lying. Mm. No, I was also lying. Oh, Um, yeah, I forgot about the Gallifrey lie. Yeah. Oh, I found Gallifrey. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot what a downer that's the season ended on. Mm-hmm. Just like, well, we're li- <laughs> this is it. Um, but then when you fast forward, 
I mean, Clara got to go to Gallifrey. That's very so true. So that wasn't a lie yeah. forever, just no, for it a was season. Just, it was just half a lie. Yeah. Was <laughs> that right? Half a lie? Mm. No. Um, I really miss this open. Me I too. also really miss this TARDIS. Me too. I think this TARDIS, oh, TARDIS is the best. I think this TARDIS is, I mean, if we were to ever, oh boy, Taylor. Uh, rate the TARDIS interiors? Yeah. I think, I don't, know that I, think I, could. I don't think I could either, but this one would be up there for sure. Definitely. I just remember the first time we saw it. Um, it's just, it, it looked, it just looks so great. Gorgeous. And um, I mean, we didn't even really get to see the whole interior in this in this episode i mean we didn't even get to see all the books and all the cool stuff that's going on mm-hmm. the chalkboard well we'll get to the chalkboard in a, in a little bit here but um man yeah love that tardis love love this theme and mm-hmm. love this intro yeah i just uh miss them so much so um, much so we were talking about i mean nick frost we're, we're kind of jumping all over the place here, but I, th- I think as we do, uh, Nick Frost as Santa is just a delight oh, through and through. I so don't good. think they could have gotten anyone better to play Santa or uh, let no. me actually, I don't think they could have gotten anyone better to play Stephen Moffat's version of Santa, <laughs> I think is a better, a nice. better way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. Nice. And I loved how, I mean, he obviously Nick Frost is incredibly funny, yes. um, but making Santa, um, funny and in a way the doctor's equal mm-hmm. yes. like they're they're very evenly matched uh, and I think that really adds to so much of the fun of the episode yes yeah definitely I think the way that he kind of like tries to play off who he is at first like the sass that he's got the fact that we get beardy weirdy beardy weirdy yes beardy weirdy um i think yeah definitely i see those parallels with kind of how the doctor behaves sometimes and it's great and nick frost is i mean how do you go wrong with nick frost yeah absolutely um and then the elves were great as well i Mm -hmm. thought um Mm -hmm. nathan mcmullen who played wolf uh who played not strax elf um he's great um i loved him on misfits and I mean, I know you know Nick Frost is the is the main attraction here, but I was just very. Ex- I remember watching it for the first time, be like, "Oh, it's Nathan McMillan. That's so cool. He got a little part on this." And I thought I thought they played very well off everything Santa said. Obviously, backing him all the way, laughing at all of his jokes, and yep. yeah, yeah, um, they, they were great. The best was uh, how do you care? Uh, well, actually, we'll get to that whole scene in, in, a, in a minute here. Um, what? Else? I mean, there's just so much. Uh, oh, oh. So we when we when we get in the TARDIS and we're off and we go to the base, I I absolutely love the the somewhat horror story we get. It's a complete horror story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the use of uh merry christmas everybody when she goes into t- to uh the song that she's listening to and singing mm-hmm. i absolutely loved that scene i forgot how great it was uh her playing her leg as a guitar and then um <laughs> when the doors burst open and she just starts screaming and she, what does she call Capaldi? The skeleton, a skeleton man, mm-hmm. and a girl in her, 
in her pajamas. In her in her in her ninety. In her ninety. Right. Um. So I mean, you mentioned earlier uh, you didn't care. I mean, I'm sorry that 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 is not what you said, Lauren. Um. You didn't really think with that uh, reveal that Shona was going to was pinned to be the next companion. You didn't. No, you thought it should have been uh, someone else. I mean, I just don't. I thought she was a fine one-off character, but I didn't... I wasn't like, hmm, I would like more sh- of Shona. Wow. I right. just... I mean, she was fine. She was... She was just fine. But I actually... Um, I liked Ashley. Ashley was great, too. I feel like mm-hmm. Ashley was really, like, playing that game that the Doctor plays with people in that way that makes you, almost makes you feel like he's shopping for a new companion. Right. Where he's, you know, he's doing, like, what Ten did with Martha. Um, right. You know, in uh, Smith and Jones, of like seeing how quick they are, can they keep up? And it's like in with Eleven and God Complex, talking to that uh, that woman in the hotel. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's got I got really like strong vibes of okay. She's uh, she's smart and she can keep up, and she's asking the right questions. I mean, I yeah, I could see that, but I mean, I think Shona at least I like I love the interrogation scene. Where she's just keeps asking Santa like all all the questions that one would ask right. to yes. figure out if he's actually legit or not, um, mm-hmm. and I think her. I mean, I don't really think we got a backstory as much as we did for. Well, I mean, we did kind of when everyone woke up. We kind of got where everybody was. Mm-hmm. Also, we need to talk about everybody waking up at the end of the episode because I have one really huge question. Um, but I mean, Shona kind of. She just wakes up and she has, she has nothing. She's not doing mm-hmm. anything. She doesn't have anyone with her. Mm-hmm. So I mean, usually that makes for a decent companion. Yeah. And I feel I feel like she was, um, I don't want to say wondrous enough because I don't feel like that's a good description of her. She was cu- like curious enough and seemed outgoing enough and questioned enough things. That I thought she would she would make a fine companion going forward if that was going to happen and it didn't so who cares? We got more Jenna. I mean, we got a fantastic season. <laughs> yes, oh, we did. Season yes. nine, best season objectively ever in the history of anything. Yep. Yeah, an amazing season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hands down, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about these dream crabs for a little bit. Um, extremely scary. Yeah. Um. Now, I I have a question for both of you. Taylor, I will direct this your way first. Okay. What exactly was going to happen when the dream crab's mouth fully opened? Um, What do you think is going to happen? Because we never got there. Like, it just opened, and it would show... It would show somebody... It would show, like, kind of the face underneath, but it's like, what were they opening their mouth to do? That's a really... That's a really, really good point. Um, I'm not sure because they can't really do anything with their mouths. Because is it even their mouths? Because it'd be their the back, be, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah, but it looks like a mouth. Yes. Do you think As it's a mouth? Do you think it is just a scare tactic? I think it is just a scare tactic because Probably. obviously, if we're in the dream and they're back opens up and you see like 
your what, own yeah, face. You see your own face. That's going to freak you out. That's going to wake you up. Or would you die of fright? Thus it, them winning, winning the whole thing. Very possibly. I, I still don't think the dream crab would want that either. Well, I guess we honestly, we don't even know if the dream crab in reality even opens like that. That is true. Because that's, another... that's a good point. In the real world, they just jumped off the faces and shriveled and died. <laughs> Which we will talk about later. But I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying, we don't actually know. I think it, that could be a, a tactic just in the dream. You don't, we don't even know if, if yeah, that's if, true. Uh, you know, in real life, dream crabs even open like that. Huh. Well, yeah, because I and, I and I think Lauren makes a good point, because honestly, if the dream crab did open like that, where where would the underside of their body even be? That's that true. Point? Yeah, I think huh. I think you're right. It's a dream construct of fear. Just something to uh, something to think good about with, question, the, with those dream crabs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very creepy. Um, ugh, um yeah, there's so, there's so many of them. I also did um, when you when you think about the dream crab that wakes it up. Um, but also, why did they just keep it in a in a glass jar? I thought that was strange too. Why did they keep it? Why didn't they keep it in something more secure? Oh yeah, if they knew it was. Oh, or, or maybe they didn't know it was still alive. I mean, it wasn't moving. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll I think they just that one. somebody somewhere had a comically large specimen jar, and they're like, "Hey, we should use this." <laughs> what if that's what they started with, and then wrote the episode around it? <laughs> oh, good God! Wow, that's what they did. Ugh, that would be not. some skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is definitely some skill there. Um, Shona interviewing Santa and the elves, which I thought was very was very funny. Lauren, do you have any notes? Did you? I do have notes. That you wanted to address. Let me see. Um, I mean, we really are just going all over the place. We are. Is that fine? We usually, I think it's fine for um, a three-person uh, podcasty event here. Okay, indeed. Great. Cool. Um, in the opening scene, uh, we have Clara on the roof with Santa, um, and she says she stopped. She stopped believing in fairy tales. Um, and I think that's a good, that's a, a you know, a bit of a callback right. to, uh, robots of Sherwood mm-hmm. where she, you know, she talks to, she t- says to the doctor that, um, you know, that she does believe in fairy tales and she started when she met him. Right. And so, if, you know, fairy tales, him being a hero is a theme. Uh, and I love that we well, got a little bit of that. And Santa replies, did you really, Clara? Yeah. Did you really? Yep. And then the TARDIS lands. Yes. Boom. Perfectly timed. Good stuff. Yep. And she is yep. so properly surprised the way she touches his arm to see, like, like she doesn't believe it. And it's um, beautiful. And I love them. And he says, get in the TARDIS. And she's like, okay. And then she does. <laughs> and it's great. Um so yeah, I think this episode for me is it's like it's peak twelve and Clara. It's peak Hufaldi. And Hufaldi is the ship name. Oh yes. Why is it Hufaldi? Okay, so because it was the ship name for Eleven and Clara was um Hufle. So oh, because like of the souffle. Souffle. Oh, okay. So they're they're using who as the doctor's name. 
uh, well, Faldi is Capaldi. Is oh yeah, no, Aldi. So yes. it's it's a combination of basically it's it's not Clara. It's like the Clara in Eleven name that morphed into being about twelve. Hufaldi is just the name. Okay, it's the ship name, and I stand by it. I feel like it's better than you know, Clevin. I mean, that's I. <laughs> it is. Let's, let's be honest. I mean, like, is yeah. that what? Do they? I guess it's more creative than than Clevin. <laughs> I know someone right, named Clevin. I hope he doesn't listen to this. All right, fair. I mean, I'm <laughs> not saying the name Clevin isn't clever. Sure, sure. It's like when you combined it for a ship. I don't think it is because mm-hmm. it's it's a wonderful name that wonderful people have. <laughs> Nailed it. Shout out to Clevin. Um, <laughs> let's talk about these sets. Let's talk about some of these sets here. I thought the whole base. Uh, looked amazing and very creepy. I think it yeah. also looked it, it. It had a simplicity to it, to where I don't think there was so much going on that I was distracted from the face hugging crabs. Um, <laughs> so I really enjoyed. I enjoyed though that set, and then also um, I really enjoyed the uh, oh the chalkboard room. Mm. Um, yes. I thought the chalkboard room was very good, u- and I think the uh, would that be practical effect of her erasing? Um, I don't think that was practical. Oh yeah, it, How would you it, make I think practical? it was more in a, uh, um, more editing. Yes, yeah. the editing on that was great, but the whole the whole chalk chalk room uh, room was great when she was in the dream. Yes, yeah. and then yeah. in turn, I really just loved the setup of their. I guess you would call it a family room. I thought, like, with all the the Christmas lights, mm-hmm. I thought that room was really great as well. You know, I have to say, speaking on that set in particular, Clara is really messy with her Christmas light decorating. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It was pretty. It, it set a mood. I'm just seeing people tripping over Christmas lights the whole rest of the day. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but going back to the Arctic base, I mean, the Arctic base was really well done. It really reminded me of, um, I want to say it was a 1953 film called The Thing. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. And it's basically, <laughs> you know, people trapped in an Arctic base and they come across like something alien. Yes. Um, so all those visual clues, the whole, uh, uh, the whole set just kind of reminded me of that. It's a really good film. It is a very good film. And I guess, I mean, we've got a bunch of uh, homages. I guess that's one uh, to the thing, to Alien as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think those are the only only two. Is there an homage of someone getting pulled through a screen? Because that was creepy. Well, the ring. Oh, yeah, the ring. And go. and that was a properly creepy scene, yeah. Oh yeah, that was great. I, that that would definitely be under the uh, crazy visual effects. Um, I mean, that was that was great. I think the only other visual effect that I was more fun just for me was um, when Santa makes his entrance at the base. Yes, I thought that oh, was that was so corny. It was great. Yeah. I mean, the, if we want to talk about, there was a lot of like corny things i will say like one thing that always bugs me about this episode and i i I hope i wrote it down 
I think and I'm going to be right there with you if you're I, thinking what I'm thinking. I don't think... Oh, wait. I do have notes. I'm writing a slay. Yippee-yay-yay. Oh, not what I was thinking, but that is another movie reference. Is it really the yippee-yay-yay one? Well, yeah. Yippee I mean, it just doesn't end it with mf Mother effer. Well, okay, it's yippee ki Well, that's what he says. He says yippee-yay-yay. Well, copyright. Copyright? Trad- I, trademarked. For me, at least, I was like, oh, boy, that's very, uh, that's a little, that's a little. That, cool. that whole scene. I got an eye roll out of that. But Ooh. that whole scene is so, it's, it's also just very pure. It is. And, yes. and very, like, kitty-like. Yeah. So, yes, I mean. And it, and it needs to be at that point in the story. Yes, because we don't know if our companions coming back or if all of our friends are gonna wake up well not dead because you can't wake up dead but you know what i mean yeah i thought it was a very interesting uh just speaking to you you don't know who's gonna wake up or if the companion will be okay yeah um i think it was really interesting how they they threw in the we you know we're all gonna wake up in our own time where it's like well what do you mean what and like what what are you talking about like that's that's like such a next level, um, like monkey wrench into the thing, and it's set up perfectly for twelve to go to Clara to yes. find her, uh, you know, in her eighties. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think it was yeah. a re- it was a really nice touch and a great uh, another great twist at the end. There was the twist on twist on twist, and uh, one of those twists was uh, the returning Danny Pink. Yes, um, I think we have to talk about this uh, for. A, a decent while. Mm-hmm. Well, um, before we jump into a decent while, can I talk about one more corny thing that I I hope? Oh yes, disappears completely. Yes. from from not just Doctor Who, but maybe every fandom everywhere is using a car alarm effect on something that's not a car. <laughs> I want that to die in just a horrible dumpster fire. Oh my god! Because Rudolph made that the car sounds. I hate it so much. Oh, it was it was so corny. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. So Danny okay. Pink. Um yes. she thinks about Danny so much that she uh enters a dream state where she is living with him, um, and they have a, a grand old life, it looks like. Yeah. Um big house. What did you think of when you first saw Danny appear on screen and then his fi- final his like final like farewell lines? I thought this was for me personally. I went, "Oh man!" And then when he was like, "You, you, you can miss me five minutes a day, mm-hmm. and that's it." And he's like, "I'm not real, so whatever." I thought that was just like, like peak Danny Pink, <laughs> just like in in a nutshell. Just like in my opinion, I I like Danny Pink, and I think this was a a better send off for him than. I'm a Cyberman now. Yeah, I I agree that this was a better send off. Um, I mean, I love that he was that okay. Uh, dream Clara's dream. Danny Pink was self aware enough. Yes, to know that he was not real, um, <laughs> and but to still be so Danny Pink that he had to save Clara again. He had to convince her. Oh yes. that she had mm-hmm. to wake up. Because Danny Pink, real or in Clara's mind, still loves and protects Clara. The rest of you just got lucky. 
Exactly. Oh, what a line. line. Great line. And even though it's, um, you know, dream Danny Pink, I would absolutely believe that. Oh, the, yeah. That real Danny Pink feels that way. Absolutely. Because he did it for love. He did it for her. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah I, I like that Danny, Danny Pink was on brand and yet self-aware that he was not himself. I mean, let's just just while we're on the subject of Danny, Danny Pink, just overall thoughts on Danny Pink as a character. Um, I mean, I think he was fine. Uh, honestly, I feel like his main purpose was to fill out Clara by giving her a relationship of some kind outside the TARDIS. Right. Because we didn't have that in season seven. Um, not not really, not meaningfully. Right. You know, she was a nanny. They were kids, sure. But like. Oh, um, the kids. The kids. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So, I mean, I know there were there were some people outside of the TARDIS that she interacted with, but, you know, this was a full-time person who was important to her, who yeah. was close in her life, uh, that we got to learn about. We got to learn about her through her interactions um, with Danny. So, I think that he was a fine character. I think he served his purpose. I think he was a good guy. He loved Clara. I love Clara. We have a lot in common. <laughs> so fine, fine with it. Taylor, what about you? I'll be honest. I never really warmed to Danny Pink. Um, I, I, I don't really know why. I just, I never, I never really liked the character all that much. I do see the purpose that he serves, and listening to you guys, especially in terms of this particular story talk about the purpose he serves and and how he is yes definitely still so on brand uh uh for danny pink um i I get it and i appreciate it um but in 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 the grand scheme of of characters on doctor who i just i don't know i don't i just don't dig him that much yeah i mean i wasn't heartbroken when he wasn't gonna be back for another season you know, I mean, I wasn't like, either. Okay. Right. Also, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I do think this send off is way better than the whole, let's just say cyber mess that the end of season eight was mm-hmm. I, I, like just thinking about it right now. Makes like, me let's not even go to cyber. Brig. Don't you dare say <laughs> those words. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, we're um, moving this... past it. It's there. It's gone. Ugh. It's like the 55 mile an hour sign. That's like a mile and a half behind us. Now. I cried though. I cried. Yeah. There. there. Yeah, I think I did. Too. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I I do think it's hilarious that he tries to be all like I don't know suave or flirty, and he's like, "Who knows what I've got underneath this Santa costume?" And she's like, "Dude, you're too shy to wear less than two layers." <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, we it's didn't true. need to know that, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, I think it was really like they're they were really sweet together. When she, you know, she knew on some level that it wasn't real, but she was so willing to just stay in that world. Man, yeah. she was willing to stay in, it almost seemed like she was willing to stay in two worlds uh, that were not uh, her, her reality. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was going to stay in the, in the world with Danny Pink, and she was just going to ride that sleigh until she died, it seemed like. Yeah. Which was just... <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, when you think about it, you know, those are the two those are the two realities where she was realizing that she's going to wake up and have to be without someone who means so much to her. She uh-huh. already said goodbye to the doctor. Yeah, she didn't want to have to wake up and live in a live in a real world without him still. 
and she didn't want to wake up yeah. from Danny Pink's, you know, dream dream crab state. Living in a yeah. world without without anyone, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of like Shona, who didn't have anyone either. I'm not going to come around to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I tried. Uh, I think it's funny, though. Shona visibly um, petite, white, female, blonde hair, short cut. Uh-huh. I mean, a little 13 <laughs> Oh, I was like, I'm like, what are you trying as to say right now? As far as her look, I mean, if she So was... you're saying they ripped uh, the 13th Doctor's look off of Shona. Jody's a rip-off wow. of this. No, wow. I wouldn't. Hey. What a, what a heel turn this podcast has <laughs> taken. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just saying it's, it's an interesting. It's, it I wonder if she had become the new companion if the next Doctor would have looked completely different. That's a good point too. Or I mean, who knows if she would have even stayed at at that long? Who knows, everyone? Who knows anything? Well, and would if if let's explore this. If Shauna had become the new companion, would we have gotten Bill Potts? That's yeah. Well, would she have stayed for one season or two? Who if knows? Two, maybe we wouldn't. Or maybe Bill Potts would have been the thirteenth companion. Who knows? Holy moly. I'm there for that. Who knows? It, that that next, would be great. Or the next Doctor's Companion. If it's 13, yeah. well, our th- current 13 or alternate reality 13. Yes. Which we are discussing now. Absolutely. Oh, boy. Now we're getting into more dream states. Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about one. I mean, the music. Come on. Murray. It's, it's Murray, I miss you. Mr. Gold. I miss you. So, you know, it's. <laughs> It's obviously fantastic. So I more good. wanted to talk about like the sound design of the doctor calling out to Clara when she's in the uh, in the chalk room wiping the chalk off. Oh, yes. mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. I thought they did a good job with that. And also yeah. the soft lighting when we were uh, the use of soft lighting when we were in. I think it was Danny and Clara's house, mm-hmm. which I also love that they're like, oh, clearly this is a dream, but they didn't always use the soft lighting mm-hmm. just to kind of throw us off, which I thought mm-hmm. was, was fun. Yeah, I like I do like the music that they that they used in like the Danny dream segment because it goes from this really kind of like upbeat kind of chipper you know, perfect world kind of music to the more creepy. And we kind of dive into the chalkboard scene. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I kind of like how that whole, whole piece kind of transitioned from one to the other. Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about the dream crabs. So I want to get towards the end of the episode here. Okay. Um, I want to talk about, we're all leaving the TARDIS. People are like, Hey, maybe I could stay and hang out. Um, our, our, um, characters start waking up from their from the dream crab state and um i have this is this is a question that i don't understand like i need an answer to go ahead how is it that who woke up in the bed and saw the crab uh ashley uh, yeah. ashley ashley wakes up goes Ugh! and the crab disintegrates and I, I feel like every other crab disintegrated in different places and you can see like a claw sticking out. Please tell me they called someone. <laughs> uh, I hope so. They probably did, yeah. I would love a follow-up of like, 
I don't know, a scientist being like, what in the world is this? Yeah. Well, let's just let's just admit unit gets involved. Yep. Yeah. Mines probably get wiped. Uh probably. Um yeah. hopefully Ashley just not washed the sheets, just burned them and got new ones. Yeah. Dream crabs. <laughs> the last place you want dream crabs is in bed. It's true. It's yeah. very true. Or in the North Pole. Or in the North Pole, yeah. True. Um so Let's uh, let's talk about old Clara. Mm. How are you feeling about that? Um, I th- I think um the makeup was great. I think the yeah. her makeup and prosthetics. She looked super freaking old. You stupid I, old man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she looked a little bit like Sally Field. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can see that. A yeah, am I the bit. only one seeing that? Okay, no, 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 no. that makes sense. Uh, I saw it. Um, how do I feel about um I. I mean, it was also a callback to uh, a running gag between 12 and Clara with uh, he thinks they look the same age. He doesn't yes. He doesn't know that she looks young. He doesn't know mm-hmm. that he looks old. He gets a callback to, like, the caretaker episode and um, uh, what else? Into the Dalek? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's... Yeah, there, it's just it's a running gag, and you know, but this is a sweeter version of that with um, him truly not seeing her as any different than he's always ever seen her, um, which is so sweet uh, and very sad. But I was so sure when we saw her, we saw that crab come off her face, and she was old. I was so sure that she was. That not, was it. That she. I'm yeah. like. I was like thinking about how I know past companions have left. I'm like, has anyone just aged out like that? Not in New Who. I'm like, this could be a new way to exit the TARDIS. Is this what's going to happen? And then thank freaking God for Nick Frost. (laughs) (laughs) Strolls on in. And the look of hope in relief on Twelve's face when he realizes that they're still in the dream. Yeah. What a gift. This whole episode is a gift. Um, So... I guess another question to both of you. Would you have been fine with Clara just aging out and that would have been the end? Would this have been a good last episode for her? I don't think so. Boy, I am... You ask that with the hindsight mm-hmm. of season nine. The greatest season of all time. Greatest yes. season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have had a different answer when we first recorded this. But since that is lost to time, I only have this hindsight. And I have to say no. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't I can't see season nine being as awesome as it was with a different companion. With, with a new companion. It wouldn't right, with have had companion. as much impact, obviously. As, yeah. Yeah. No, honestly, so much of what made season nine great was because... 12 and Clara had figured out who they are to each other yes. mm-hmm. and who they are on their own. Um, and I think that really made season nine as magical as it was. Um, so yeah, I absolutely. And I think, I think last Christmas, if this is how she left, if she aged out, um, I think that there would, would have needed to be more closure on the end with old Clara. I think they would have had to cover some more ground. 
there would have had to be been a lot more uh, dialogue between them For and sure. a lot less yeah. wearing of paper hats. Right. Yeah. Less uh, <laughs> popping Christmas crackers yeah. and. Uh, oh, which was so sad. She couldn't. More know. finally she, saying "I love you." They 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 couldn't they what? couldn't open the the little. She couldn't. She's old. I know. She's and then so when old. She, when he tried to help her, it didn't even open. Like it just. Yeah. It was very sad. Yeah. It um, just tore off on one end. Yeah. Yeah. So I think could this episode with some work have been a way that where she exits where it felt a little more satisfying than it is right now? Yes. But no. And also to I mean another thing is if Taylor what what you uh told us in the story notes is true um they it took them a while to convince her to stay. Mhm. And um the revisions as you so put it, an eleventh hour revision. Who knows what the actual and uh, there that ending might be in a draft somewhere. Probably where, yep. where and you know what? That would have been a great question to ask Moffat when he was at Gallifrey One. Damn. Yeah. What oh, a boy. I wonder. He probably wouldn't even have answered it. I could just see I him. Know. I could just see him kind of like hand waving it, be, be kind of brushing it off. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Great. I mean, I would really love to know the answer. I to would that. love to know the answer to that. How Same. did she originally leave? I mean, I feel like he gave us a lot of answers on the fiftieth, didn't he? He got he gave like after the fact, no. like mm-hmm. way after the fact. So I mean, eh, who knows? Um, obviously, we all really like this episode. I love it. Ta- I love yeah, it. Taylor, do you got? Do you guys have any other outstanding notes? Um, well, I I think you know I I feel like it's kind of become my thing to notice, you know, what would be make for good cosplays uh, in stories that we watch. I think if somebody wanted to uh, pull together a, a cool cosplay, but didn't want to go, you know, completely overboard. Like if they're just starting out, I think an Arctic based dreamer would be a good yeah. cosplay and pretty easily pulled together. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be very cool. I don't know where you could get a comically large uh, specimen jar, but they're out there somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Yep. (laughs) Um, Let me see if I have anything here. Um... Sweet Papa Crimbo. (laughs) Yes. I just thought that was hilarious when he said that. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And also, I mean, um, Lauren, while you're looking through your notes, I really like the open-endedness of that in the actual real world there is at least in this this doctor who universe that there is the possibility that there is a santa claus yeah because at the end mm-hmm. we get the tangerine which apparently nobody likes and i assume is a british thing i think so i it believe it be. is a british thing yeah it has to be um, it fight scurvy at christmas time it's yes mm-hmm. all we're trying to do i guess um I mean, I just... Oh, we didn't... The, uh, when 12 asks Santa, how do you fit all the presents in the sleigh? Oh, yes. Mm, and he says, yes. bigger on the inside, and the elves go, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was... It yep. was... Uh, the trio of them great. were so I, Yeah, good. I thought this episode was wonderfully written. I thought everybody got just great lines to, to work with. I think just every scene that Santa and the elves we're in we're we're great and yeah i just love that he was the part of the dream that was trying to help our characters mm-hmm. escape which is fantastic yeah yeah definitely so i just really love i mean i love this episode because i really love obviously 12 and clara 
Hufaldi forever. Um, uh, I really love them. And uh, this really was a gift. I was so... I can't stress enough that when this was on the very first time, I was home for Christmas. Uh, oh. I had... I was home from Los Angeles. I was in New Hampshire. I was alone in my mom's living room. All the lights were out. And I was watching this beautiful Christmas episode. And I was just crying. Oh, my God. That seems to be like, that's what you do on Christmas. You hang out with family. And then you watch Doctor Who by yourself and cry. Yeah, and then Uh. you scurry away. (laughs) Only now you do that, um, you know, on New Year's. (laughs) On New Year's now. Apparently. And who Um, knows what we're doing this year. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I assume we're going to get another who, New Year's. Yeah, one. who knows? I mean, we didn't even really, and we won't really address them. We uh, those crazy rumors that have oh, been rumors yeah. for. Uh, I feel like since the third episode of uh, of Jody's first season. Honestly, as far as I'm concerned, they were put to bed. Oh yeah, I saw yes. some some reports of insiders say it's ridiculous, it's not happening. Blah blah yeah. blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Honestly, any anytime stuff like that comes up, it's oh, it's it's been way too long since we've heard anything about Doctor Who. Let's stir the pot a little. Yeah, bit. Oh, let's yeah. make something up. Yeah, let's get people uh, retweeting that stuff. Um, yeah, that's garbage. Taylor, behind the couch scale, what are we thinking for the kids here? Oh, this one's going to wait a while because this one is creepy. Yeah. Hooray for Santa. Hooray for the the cheeriness of the season. But at the core, this is a sci-fi horror story. And (laughs) as such, it will wait a little while before the kids get to see it. Sounds good. Makes a a lot of sense. Mm. Definitely. Guys, we did it. We've got the first segment. That was a blast. Okay, let's convert it over. Wow, that's so angular and kind of 80s. Yeah, it is. Uh, Well, let's tuck it away and see where we're headed next. All right, so next time on Podcastica, we will be reviewing Blink, starring David Tennant as the Doctor, Freema Agamon as Martha. It was written by Stephen Moffat, once again, and directed by Hetty McDonald. Did I I get that? Hetty? Yeah, Hetty. Excellent. Excellent. So that's where we are headed uh, next time. Uh, And you can, um, well, Lauren, thank you for joining us. And Lauren will be joining us uh, as we venture through to to capture all of these uh, missing episodes, which I am super excited about because this will mark the first time that Lauren has watched an entire Classic Who serial. And I'm very excited about it. And she, I'm, I can't wait till we get to the TV movie because I can't wait to hear those reactions. The TV, the, that is also just going to be amazing yeah. because <laughs> I'm excited to. I don't know why, but I'm excited to rewatch that. I guess now knowing what I know about uh, the Eighth Doctor, just uh-huh. as a whole, uh, P, uh, at Paul Paul again as a whole is just great. But we'll we'll get to that. So. Um, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO, and you can follow Lauren on Twitter at Bancroft B A N C R O F F E D. Same on Instagram. 
And I think that bodes the same for Instagram for me and you as well. Right, Taylor? Correct. Correct. Uh, absolutely. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Uh, N-O-T-L-G.spreadshirt.com is the place if you would like one of our... I think we are the... Night of the Living Geeks podcast with the most uh, uh, variety of shirts and other things. And we still have more ideas that I just haven't worked on drawing up yet. Yeah, we do. We have we have so many ideas. We're just full <laughs> of fantastic ideas. And also, a, fan, a fantastic idea is if you like this podcast and you want to support us, you could head on over to patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G and donate to us monetarily. I believe I already thanked Vince on Tornado Tag Radio, but I will thank him over here on Podcastica as we take a selfie over here at uh, Casa de Pincroft. Nice. Um, uh, he, upped, he, he said, you know what? They're putting out such good stuff over there. I'm going to up my donation, and we appreciate that for sure. Oh, boy. Yeah. Nice. Um, and another thing we would appreciate is if you... Go support the Y-Axes, who are on tour right now. They are kind enough to... uh, uh, They've probably forgotten by now, but we're still using their music because they let us use it. They said, sure, go ahead, do it. Uh, So they support us, so we should support them. Uh, Twitter.com slash the Y-Axes. Facebook.com slash the Y-Axes. The Y-Axes.bandcamp.com. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. So join us again in two weeks when we review Blink, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. Bye. Blink-182. You know what? I'm hoping there's a Doctor Who podcast out there somewhere who has the sense to wait to review Blink until episode 182. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah. We, I wish we had done that. <laughs>